Welcome to the Rock of Ages Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Israel Soto. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit rockofagesaog.org. I want to just give you a short devotion, the devotional this morning. Our time seems to be going by fast, and I don't like to keep you too long, but I do always want to give you something meaningful to you. Uh, I don't want to hurry through this this morning, but I'll be as prompt as I can. But I never sacrifice that I would do something or say something that would encourage you from this pulpit. Even if it's a five-minute devotional, I want you to leave this place encouraged and blessed. Even if it's just a few minutes that you allow me to speak to you this morning, I want you to leave this place confident and happy that you've called Jesus your Savior. Ephesians 4 and 1 reads as follows. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love and making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. We're going to participate this morning of communion. And I want you to sense the heart of Christ this morning and remember his words to the disciples when he was going to also partake in the physical, this meal. They would call the meal of the Passover. Knowing Christ, what expected of him in the next few days, what he was going to go through, He did not relent from saying these beautiful words, knowing that what he was demonstrating through this meal was the ultimate sacrifice he would give for you and I. And yet, in spite of knowing the pain of the coming days, he says these words in Luke 22 and 15, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I want you to think about that just for a second, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know that we think about that too much when we come to communion. It almost becomes casual. We've been taking communion as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm been, long as I've been saved. For 40 years now, I've been taking communion. And it's easy that when you're doing something on a casual or in a frequent, there's a frequency to it, it's easy to become just kind of, yeah, you gloss over things. You become accustomed to it, and they begin to mean a little bit less every time. When you know how things go, even at work, you used to be meticulous at doing something because you were just recently hired to do that work, and you were careful of doing this and the other. But after now 10, 15 years, you know how it works and how things go, that you just go and really quickly put them together and push it out, and and you've done your job. So you lose that kind of not necessarily interest, but that commonality of that experience becomes just so usual that you don't pay attention to maybe to the importance of it. 
Well, we've been taking communion for a lot of years, and those of us who have been saved know that every first Sunday we have grown accustomed to partake of this, of this meal. And it's a time of remembrance. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. We'll be reading out of that passage when we partake of this meal. But he said, do this in remembrance. Now, the idea of remembering was not that we remember so much of what we went through before we were taking this meal, but to remember everything Christ did, what he said, how he felt, everything about him. Now, what's come to affect this meal, if you're like me, during the week, we don't always go through nice things. When we think of remembering, there might be some of us here this morning who'd rather not remember what we went through this past week or this last month. Some of us may, if it was a good week. Some of us may have suffered great defeat or stress or pressure or any kind of oppression this past week that we'd rather not remember anything from this morning on back. But communion calls us for a time of reflection. Though you and I may want to forget what we've been through, Jesus never wants us to forget what he's done and what he said for us. Jesus always, in every time, in every uh, time he shared the meal with people around him, he always mentioned the importance of bringing your mind to this table and reflect on him. He is the source of all joy. If you think of him, he is the source of all peace. He is the source of encouragement. He is the source of hope. And so he would say, as you come to this table this morning, think about me. Don't think about what you're going through in your life. There's nothing you can do to change on back. But you can do everything to change the moment you're in by thinking about me. You know, this world, ladies and gentlemen, and it's been a tragic week. Uh, this world is, is chaotic these days. Just what happened, what is it, yesterday in Dallas? Are you aware of that? Yeah, my tears flowed from me as I was reading uh, uh, the news. And then, furthermore, there was another place where there was, I believe, a slumber party as well, where they killed young people. Just blatantly, without respect of anything, value of anything. Uh, you, we hardly don't, I don't watch TV at home at all anymore because everything is perverted and everything is, spirals you down to a depression. It's an ugly world we are living in today. Somebody say amen. And not only morally, if you will, but spiritually more so. The attacks on the church, the attacks on pastor we've seen over the past two or three years of all this COVID thing and how there was an oppression and how they were being forced to close. We closed down for, what is it, two or three months a couple of years ago because of, of orders from the city and county and mayors of, of our jurisdictions. 
Yet there were people who wanted to hold services and pastors were taken to jail. It's a tremendously powerful time we are living in. And you wonder sometimes, does God know about this? How many times, maybe like me, you've said, Lord, get up from your throne. Draw your sword. And break the devil's back. And in our frustration, sometimes we think that the heavens are brass and the ears of God have become dull. That somehow God has become insensitized of, of all the pain and struggles that we as a people are going through in this time that we are living, this generation. So much, every television uh, show now that used to be semi-enjoyable has now become perverted with having people of same sex and all these things going on. Horrible, I can say that. I know it's rough, but you're seeing it. You're living it. We need to address those things. This is horrible. People too afraid, the church too afraid to say anything because, oh, they'll put you in jail for it. Well, let them put me in jail. It's wrong. It's a sin and people are going straight to hell because of this. Yet we were not called to live our lives incognito, but to declare the virtues of him who called us out of darkness. So does God know about this? This is why it's good, ladies and gentlemen, this morning, and I won't be long. This is why it's good to come to this table. Because though everything around us seems to be changing, listen to this. I want you to remember this when you go through your next struggle. If you live through tomorrow, you'll probably face a struggle. If you live a couple more years, you'll probably face a few struggles. But I want you to remember these words. That in spite of everything around us changing, the important things have not changed. Will never change. Though we see the world crumbling around us and everything is so malleable, everything is so changeable. One day they decide to do this, the other day they change it to that. This day you're allowed to do this, next day you're not allowed to. Everything is changing around us. But we need to remember that even though this chaos around us seems to be manipulated by the very hands of Satan and he's shifting back and forth and causing the torrential winds of, of a spiritual attacks around us, the important things in our lives have not changed. Nothing that's really important has changed. And what am I talking about? His word. His word. Unchangeable. This is why it's important for us to participate in communion this morning. Because it's a time to remember that which is immutable. That which is unchangeable. Do this in remembrance of me. It's a great time to come and participate during these days of this table because it's a great time for us to remember that the important things in our lives have not changed. 
This is the only place we find sanity. This is the only place where we find absolute foundation in the unchangeable word of God. We know the world is shifting, but we are called in Scripture in Proverbs 24, 19, do not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked. Don't fret because of what's going on around us. Yet we, that's all we do sometimes, complain. I complain myself. Oh, my goodness. What else is going to happen now? What they're gonna, and we complain. But the Bible says that we should not. What is that based on? And the fact that what's important has not changed. I'm going to read a Psalms, and we're going to participate of communion this morning. And I want this to be a word you write down in your Bible that you read this frequently. Because this is the promise of God. This passage here will give us all the reason to rejoice in spite of the torrential attacks we have around us. We glory not in the fact necessarily that one day the wrath of God is going to be loosened. And every evildoer will have his just punishment. We're not going to glory in that. We're going to glory in the fact that his word still remains true. Psalms 37 and 1. It's a lot of Bible, maybe more Bible than many of you have read in the past couple of years. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. This is a very, very relevant word for today. Now, I want you to write it down in your Bible, in your phone, wherever you can remember this particular passage. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong, for like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. These are not recommendations. These are commandments. This is found in the heart of a believer. This attitude can only be embraced by those who trust in his word. If you believe God's word, then you will hear the word said, live and dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. That's a word of confidence from the one who holds all things in his hand. Take delight in the Lord. That is, don't ever let anything steal your joy. And he will give you the desires of your heart. See, God's not going to give you anything if you, all you do is fret and complain. But if he sees you rejoicing in the presence of the Lord, then he said, I didn't say, he said, I will grant you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday sun. See, people will see that you rejoice and are living well and happiness in spite of everything that's going on politically, socially, or economically. 
Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. Doesn't it seem that way, ladies and gentlemen? Doesn't it seem that way that today evil seems to be succeeding? Looks like the devil is doing a great job at taking control over anything and everything around us. We have, we have seemed to have lost all power. We, it's, it's a runaway train now. But he says, don't fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath and do not fret. It only leads us to evil. It only leads us to evil. We begin to sin. We begin to complain and ill speak and moan. Pay too much attention to the junk. Some of us have to get off of the internet. Because all you do instead of pray is complain of what you're watching on that thing. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against righteousness and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, and he know, for he knows their day is coming. Mm -mm, that's dangerous. Those are powerful words. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and the needy and slay those whose ways are upright. That's happening today. Nations around the world, there are people hiding once again to read the word of God. There are people who are being executed because they acknowledge Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Some of us are completely oblivious to this because we're living in safe countries so far. So far. So far. But their swords will be pierced, will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked, for the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. You see, the important things will not change. Though everything around us is changing. Tomorrow when you face trouble, and you say, oh my goodness, now that's changed. Just remember, yeah, but the important things don't. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed and they will go up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. For the Lord makes firm the steps of them of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young. And now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Or their children begging for bread. 
What a time to come to the Lord's table and remember. In a world that is trying to do everything and consume us in our hearts and make us, they want to make this world an angry world. And they want races to fight against each other. They want people from all geographical, different geographical areas to come and wring each other's necks. They want us to hate each other. They want this world to become a ball of anger. Because God doesn't bless that kind of environment. Yet the Lord calls us, remember, to live in peace and joy. Remember to deposit your trust in me. Remember that my thoughts are not like yours. Remember what I said, that all this stuff that's happening around you one day is going to be destroyed. You're even going to try to look for it, and you're not going to see ashes that pertain to it. Remember that while everything around you is changing, the important things in your life, which is my word given to you, is unchangeable and remains forever. At the end of this trip, ladies and gentlemen, and this journey that you and I are taking in this world, we win. We are more than overcomers. Nothing you will go through in this world in this time will ever have any effect on the promise of you one day walking in glory and victory in the presence of the Lord. That we can rejoice over this morning. We can thank the Lord for that this morning. Nothing important will change. And so this morning as the ushers come, we take time as we come to this table of remembrance. Remembering to be patient and bearing with one another and loving each other, making every effort to keep the unity of his Holy Spirit. To have peace with each other and to remember that all of us in this place, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me carefully. We are all one body. We are all one family. We're called to one hope. We're called to one God. We are called to one faith. We are called to one baptism. We are called to one Father. We are called to one Savior, Jesus Christ. If we can remember that, where there is peace and harmony, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says the Lord sends blessings ever after. So let's not get involved with the changing world. Let's rejoice that though the world may change, the important things don't. We can stand steadfast in the presence of the Lord and know that when all of this is over, we will be more than overcomers in Jesus' name. Would you stand to your feet this morning? Before we participate of this meal, I want to say for anyone going through something, please know this. The Lord's eye is on that. Nothing escapes the eyes of the Lord. All he's expecting you to do through this journey that you're going through is to be mindful of him. Every step, as difficult as it may be for you, 
Every step is leading you towards glory because he said he would get you there. This is an invitation for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. As I said, whether you want to remember a good week or not, that's not what the Lord is asking us to remember this morning. As we come to this table, let us remember him. And let us remember that what he has said about you and me remains for today and forever. Would you pray with me just for a moment? Father, in the name of Jesus. I, I sense in my spirit this morning, Father. I just want to make sure that this is gone. There's a certain oppression, Father God, that was overbearing in the heart of someone in this house. I pray that they have let that go. Because in spite of that change in their life or lives, that which you have promised unto them still remains unchanged. Remind them this morning, Father God, to be joyful in you. To dwell in safety. To not let, allow themselves to be affected by what's going on around us. But to be inspired. Uplifted by the things we know that are unchangeable. And that is that you love us. That is that you're with us every day. That you hear our prayers and hear our cries. That your arms are not too short to reach for us. Your ears are not too dull to hear from us. That you're faithful, Father God, to us. In the name of Jesus, I bless your people as we partake of this meal. Let our memories be consumed with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Ushers, if you would. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34 reads, You've suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Because you knew that you yourselves had a better lasting or had better lasting possessions. This is the word of the Lord for all of us here this morning. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. That is, don't walk away from God. Nobody walk away from God. Don't walk around in your life thinking that all of this is over. It's no use for nothing. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. This is a need. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And this is the voice of a father speaking to his children. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Every time I read those words, I remember how I speak to my children or to my grandchildren. When they stay over and their parents are going to come and they're wanting to go home already or whatever, I'll tell them, just wait a little bit. Daddy's on his way. Just wait. Here, mommy's coming. Oh, look, looks like she's coming. 
and you encourage them to have hope and say, yeah, mom's going to come pick me up. Well, this is why I speak to God's children right now. Whatever it is that you're going through, I speak to you as God's little children. Look, he's coming. Just wait a little bit longer. Dad is coming. It's going to be okay. And don't worry. It's not going to get so bad that he's going to abandon you. It's not going to get so bad that he, he's going to completely let this whole thing devour you. Just wait. He's coming. Look out the window of heaven. He's coming. That enriches my life and gives me a new hop in my step because I know that regardless of what has changed around us, the important things never change. The Lord bless his meal this morning. Let it bring strength to our weak bodies. Let it bring hope to our hopelessness. Let it bring joy for those of us who lack joy this morning. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Join us next time for another uplifting message. If you'd like to support this ministry and the reaching out of others, you have the opportunity to give at rockofagesaog.org give. 